You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 113. Bitches. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day today. I am very excited to kick off Pride Month on the podcast, where every single episode going forward is dedicated to amplifying queer voices all over the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Now, I wanted to do this episode because one, I feel like y'all are tired of hearing me and my sexuality and my dating stories and my dating life and all of that. And for two, I have so many incredible friends and I've met so many incredible people getting guests for the show this month who are in the LGBTQ plus community that have so many incredible stories to share. And I'm really excited to amplify their voices and introduce them to you guys this whole entire month. There are so many topics that I weigh in on that I have other like people who have lived experiences. They come in, they share their own stories. And I am really, really, really excited, you guys. In today's episode, I thought we would kick it off with a coming out episode. I was joined by three incredible guests, and I'm also sharing with you guys my coming out story because if you guys already know, I feel like you guys know, I do talk about it on social media and I have posted about it recently, but I am bisexual. I am in the LGBTQ community, and I'm really excited to share with you guys my story because it's something I actually have never shared on social media before, including the background of it all. So I am really excited to share with you guys how I. I got to how I am and where I am in life to be out and open on, you know, the internet, on social media, especially with a large platform. So I am really excited to talk to you guys today, share my story, have incredible people come on and share their story. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, you guys, I'm very excited to do this episode. This is something that I'm really excited to kick off the whole month of Pride with you guys already heard all the details about what I will be doing this month, but I wanted to share my own coming out story with you guys because I feel like if you followed me for a while, especially too on the podcast, you guys already kind of know, and I haven't open and vocal on um, social media about being bisexual, but I would love to share with you guys my story of the past, how I came to get to this place. If you guys saw on Instagram too, you guys would know that I wasn't really openly bisexual on social media until last year as well. So I'm very excited to just share it with you guys. So let's get into it. Okay. So growing up, I never identified as bisexual. Looking back, obviously I can see the, the, the places and the situations where I was like, oh yeah, no, definitely. Like this wasn't a oh, I just think they're hot. This was like, a, oh, I'm attracted to this person, but just didn't understand it. And so when I was younger, I think probably in junior high, I had a, you've heard me talk about this before, but there was um, a man in my life, my sister's dad, who was so horribly toxic, so like just narcissistic, emotionally abusive, all of this shit. And so I was going through a lot of shit back then, but I also was going through like a identity crisis and a sexuality crisis at the same time. Truthfully, I can't tell you guys like what sparked it because I do not remember. I honestly feel like I've been bisexual for a long time, but you know, back then it just wasn't the same as how it is now. And so the reason I'm telling you about this like throwback situation is I had like a massive blowout fight in my household And, uh, I remember, so we were getting our whole house painted like in a week. And so I was just like, 
you know what, fuck this. And I was so mad and so rebellious and I was a teenager and all of this. And I was writing shit all over my walls because I knew it was going to get painted. I like wasn't going to be wild if it wasn't, but you know what I mean? I was writing shit all over my walls. And one of them I wrote, um, this was something that I guess I was struggling with and projecting, but also was a legitimate fear, but also came from the fact that I felt like I was going to be rejected from my family was I wrote on this wall, would you hate me if I liked girls? There was a bunch of other stuff obviously written on these walls. I don't remember any of it, but that one I remember most specifically. And so it stayed like that for a couple days. And then I was gone and I came back and, you know, I wasn't out with my mom or out with my stepdad or anything. I think I was out just like with friends or something. And I came back and there was a new development on the wall and underneath the question, would you hate me if I liked girls, there was a new written, not even like a sentence, a new word on the wall that said yes. And I, <laughs> I, I really struggled with that, especially because obviously, like this is so cliche to say now, but it came from inside the house. You know, my sister was like five, <laughs> so it wasn't her. So it had to be one of my parental figures in my life. And I was like, oh my fucking God, they hate me. They like, don't, they won't accept me. They, you know, I, like all of the worst things that could ever happen to you, like flash before my eyes. I was like probably 15, 16 years old. And I was like, probably actually younger than that. I was probably like, no, I was probably like 15. I was like, oh fuck. Like they're going to kick me out of the house. They're going to hate me. I'm going to be on my own. I'm going to be all of these things. And so you know, the walls got painted over the next day and so did any part of that discussion. And I carried that with me for a really long time until I got into high school and I joined our Gay Straight Alliance. Looking back, I think that I joined our Gay Straight Alliance under the pretenses that I was like, ah, yes, I'm an ally. (laughs) I'm straight. But I want to, you know, support the LGBTQ community because for you guys who don't know, growing up, um, I was a competitive dancer and we obviously obviously know the dance industry. Um, a lot of the men in dance are gay and it's whatever. It's a stereotype, but also not really at the same time because every single man personally in my life that I grew up with dancing is gay now who has come out. So... That, that was my own experience of my everyday of 14 years with my dance company. And so I was like, whatever, like, that's so normal to me. And, you know, they're gay and they're openly gay and it's whatever. And so I was like, I love that. So I'm going to be part of the Gay Straight Alliance and I'm going to support, you know, the LGBTQ community. So I was really involved in the Gay Straight Alliance in um, high school for probably two years, so grade 10 and 11 I was at events. I was, you know, at meetings all of the time, taking up my own time from spending with my friends to be part of this gay straight alliance, going on trips, doing all these things. And I was, you know, really happy about it and very excited and, you know, had a great time <laughs> with it. And like I said, I was doing it under the pretense that I was like, I'm just a straight ally. Now, on the flip side, I feel like there were so many experiences where I was like, oh no, like I think I do actually like like girls. And something that I really remember is like back in the day where computer games like were a big thing, like not I'm not talking like computer games like video games, but those types of computer games where it was like online communities and you can make characters and you could like talk to other people around the world, which is really cool because like 
you know, social media wasn't what it was now. And so I would be spending a lot of time on those just like chit chatting and shooting the shit and meeting new people over and over and over again. I would find myself just talking to girls often and all of the time. And then, you know, talking to women more and then them being like, oh yeah, I'm bisexual or like I'm a lesbian or da da da. And I'd be like, oh, this is cool. And like talking and flirting and doing all these things. And I was like, huh. And it's funny though, because in my head, it didn't even register for me at that point. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I just thought I was just like a natural flirt and everybody liked me and da da da. No, bitch. <laughs> it was just bisexual. So that continued on. Um, and then something that I want to talk about too is this is something I share openly on social media, but in high school, I got really involved in religion. And um, I'm still religious to this day. And I never had an experience at my church specifically that made me feel any type of way about being um, gay. <laughs> and, you know, at that time, I didn't like identify as that, but I never saw it, the experience for anybody else either. And so that's something I'm really grateful for for my church specifically is they are so accepting and they are so open and they are incredible. There are so many gay couples and, you know, lesbian couples and non-binary and just so many <laughs> different types of people at my church. And I am fortunate to never have any type of experience where the church has kind of done those same things to me as those words on the wall in terms of like how I feel and how they feel. So I was very, very, very lucky about that. You know, time passes. I just do my own thing. I also need to know, need y'all to know that um, I, you know, had boyfriends, long-term partners, essentially. I was in relationships for two years, four years, two years, and I broke up with my ex, my most recent ex, two years ago, which is when I started this podcast. So I've only been in straight relationships, and I'm really excited to have more guests on who are bisexuals. This is not this episode, but they are bisexual and talking about, you know, being bisexual, but being married in like a heterosexual type of relationship. So really excited for that episode. But I'm kind of in the same boat where I'm bisexual. I'm attracted to women, but I've only been in heterosexual straight relationships. And so that continued on. And then I broke up with my boyfriend. And so I had a wild time um, in 2019, just like in general. You guys know the podcast was wild then. I had so many stories um, and all of this, but something that I didn't really talk about, or maybe I did, but only briefly in passing, was that at the same time that I was you know, flirting with guys, I was also flirting with girls. Like It's not that I only find girls attractive in certain situations or like I only find girls attractive when like guys don't like me. Like It's just not like that. However, I just haven't taken the step towards dating a, a girl or like even having sex with a girl. I'm obviously not opposed to it, obviously, <laughs> but it just the opportunity really has not presented itself. And so this is something that I kind of came to terms with in 2019 and I identified as, as bisexual. And it's funny because if you look at my Instagram from 2019, I have a pride post and the whole caption is like, Happy Pride for all of the LGBT, not me fucking up the acronym. Happy Pride for all the LGBTQ plus community people who ride with me like I love the fuck out of you, never change, you always have an ally in me. And it's funny because in that moment, like I already knew I was bisexual, but I wasn't ready to be out on the internet. And 2019 was a time where I was growing on social media and all of this. And I had a lot of the residual fears that I had back then to when I first quote unquote came out to my family and was rejected by it. 
So I was like, don't want to do that again, especially on a huge scale of people who could fucking hate me. So I, you know, was just an ally. I, I was like throwing myself back to like my high school days when I was in like Gay Straight Alliance. And I was like, I'm an ally, bitches. Like, I love you guys. Like, I'm happy for you guys. In the moment I knew, but like presenting on social media, I was like, I'm an ally. Not me, but you. Have fun, you know? So 2019 continued. It was wild. X, Y, Z. 2020 rolls around and this is really when I, it's funny because we're going to have a guest on who talks about TikTok and I feel like that is also something that happened to me. I don't know. TikTok is like the t- that girl who literally just will serve you so much content and just confirm all the things that you are wondering about yourself because bitch, the way that I fall in love with every single lesbian I see ever on TikTok, I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. So you know, I was doing a lot of confirming and a lot of chit-chatting and all of this. So something too that I love is that so much of my friend group is openly bisexual, like so many of them, females, males, all of it. And I felt really comfortable. I feel like I actually never had to come out to my friends. I feel like I was just like, yeah, like I'm talking to this girl and I think she's hot. And my friends were just like a girl. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, show me her. What's her name? Same type of shit that they would do if I was like seeing a new guy and I never had anybody question me. I never had any of my friends be like, oh, I didn't know that. It's almost a situation where like, you don't know what you don't know. And it's like all your friends could tell. (laughs) So that, you know, was my, my friend group experience. And I'm very grateful for them. There are so many people in my life, like I said, who are on the spectrum And I'm grateful for it because we never feel any type of shame around anything with anyone in our friend group. And so I'm very grateful for them and for what they've done for me when they didn't even know they did it for me. So lucky to be surrounded by them. And then in 2020 is when I decided to really embrace kind of the person that I am. And I think 2019 was really integral for me because I was just doing whatever the fuck I wanted because I was out of long-term relationships after eight years total. And I was just discovering who the fuck I actually was. This was like my coming out, not coming out, but also making it very known that I like girls moment. I was in New York in February for New York Fashion Week. And me and like the group that I was with, we were upstairs on the rooftop of our hotel bar. And we were all loud and drinking and all of this. And there was somebody sitting in the thing next to us, like on a laptop. And I was like, oh, fuck, I feel so bad. So I lean over and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry for too loud. Just let us know. And they look up and it's this girl and she's like, oh, haha, like, it's okay. Like, it's really funny. Um, I'm writing a script right now. Like I'm a comedian and you guys are giving me a lot of inspiration. And I was like, oh my God, no way. And we start shit talking and like chit chatting and I'm like shooting my shot at this girl and all of this. And I find out she lives in LA and like at this time too, I was moving to LA. So I was like, oh my God, well, I'm like going there. And, And we were talking about like, fashion week and if this was like her first time there because it was my first time and all of this and so I go back to my group she goes back to her shit and then she leaves and so I was in the outside corner so she had to walk behind me to get out and she's leaving and I stop her and I go hey can I like connect with you like where can I find you like do you have Instagram and she's like yeah and so she gives me like her Instagram and all this and I'm like yeah I'll text you she was like yeah okay I'll look for it and I was like holy fuck I just shot my shot at a girl in person in front of all my friends too and like it wasn't even like my friends they're my friends now but like it were it was people too like a mix of people that I didn't even like know really that well <laughs> and it's funny because one of my friends was like oh my god wait what like she had no idea that I was bisexual and she was like 
did you just do what? And I was like, oh yeah, surprise. (laughs) And so, you know, that was that on that shot my shot at this girl and it was fun. Like everybody was like talking about it, but not in a way of being like, oh my God, Carly's bisexual. It was like, I can't believe Carly just did that. And so (laughs) that was when I started to be really open about it, talking about it on social media, sharing my journey, being like, yeah, I'm bisexual. And since then, like, I feel like I never really had a need to do a big, like I'm coming out type of thing. I just kind of show up and I'm like, yeah, I like guys. Yeah, I like girls. That's that on that. And that's kind of like how I've held it for the past however many years, year and a half, two years that I've just been like, yeah, I'm bisexual. And so now I'm openly bisexual on social media. I think that that big thing was like a fear of my own um, because of the past that I've had with quote unquote coming out. So I didn't want to do a big thing because I didn't want it to turn out that same type of way. I just thought it was easier to kind of just do a slow burn and show up. And also too, I don't really feel like maybe I needed to do a I'm coming out situation. I'm totally like whoever does their coming outs and they're big and they're fantastic. I wish I did that almost, but also too, I kind of don't. So I'm happy in the way that I came out and the way that I discovered things. It's so shitty that I experienced that at a really young age. But I think that, you know, it allowed me to kind of shape myself into the journey that I am today. So, yeah, that is my that's my coming out story. I'm really excited to get into the rest of them. Um, But I want to share with you my own because I think because I've been so nonchalant on it, nobody really knows the past about it because I haven't shared it. So I wanted to come on here and share it with you guys. And, you know, now that you know, I'm really excited to get into everybody else's stories. So let's hear them. I kind of briefly talked about what we're doing, but essentially this episode is the first episode that kicks off for all of the Pride episodes of the podcast. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of want to share from multiple perspectives, like, how we all came out. I know there's people who have wild stories. I know there's people who are just like, I just did it. And so I'm really excited to kind of get everybody's perspectives. And I'm very glad to have you on the podcast today to share. I'm very excited. I would love for you to introduce yourself (laughs) to um, the people and share with you, you know, you, what you identify as, and then we'll get into the whole story. Hi, I, I'm Jamie. Um, my pronouns are she, her. I identify as bisexual. Um, I'm 22 and I'm a student teacher from England. Just finished my final year of university. Oh my God, congratulations. Thank you. That's so fun. I graduated last year. So like, I totally, oh, totally feel you. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I graduated right mm. at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> so oh. it was a mess. I, I feel like at least I kind of yeah. have it kind of together, quote unquote, now. Oh, not- but... But yeah, that's so exciting for you. I'm very happy. So I would love to hear about, you know, your journey of coming out. Have you always known you were bisexual? Did you have an experience? Like I would, we would love to know it all. (laughs) Okay. So I have, I've I've quite a lot of coming out stories because I, because I've been at university and I live like two and a half hours away from my family. Uh I've got like all my friends here. But because of the pandemic, I haven't been able to like come out to them all together. So I came out to like lots of people individually and quite a few of them were also over FaceTime because I couldn't get home to see them. Uh-huh. Um, but I, during like high school and everything, I was the straight person. I was the only straight person in my friendship group. Like all of my friends <laughs> were on the spectrum and I was the only straight person. My friends used to call me the token straight. I love because that. Because I was the only, I was the only one. Um, and 
my my best friend came out as asexual at the end of high school and then the other person in our like little trio came out as trans um and he's like in his process of transitioning right now so we've always been really open with stuff like that it's never it's never been like frowned upon or anything really quite lucky with our high school as well we didn't have a lot of bullying due to homophobia it was always other little high school things instead which uh-huh. Obviously still not great, but better than homophobia. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so it's always been something we were able to talk about. And at home, um, I live with my mum and my sister. And my mum has always told us that no matter what, she'd love us, no matter who we are, whether what we chose to do in life as like a job or our sexuality, our gender, whatever, she'd love us no matter what and support us. So that's always been great as well. I was actually watching TikTok videos last October. So it's quite, it's quite recent. Um, but... I came across one of those put a finger down challenges and I was like, oh, I'll do it. No matter what, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? And they don't tell you what they are until it happens. And it was like, um, if you have more than seven fingers down, you're bisexual. And I had nine. I I love that. Okay, sure. And I I just like kept scrolling and then like more things kept coming up about being a bisexual. And I was like, "Do, do I, do I need to have a think about this? Do I need to talk? So I like, I took like a week or two weeks of like just speaking and like learning more about myself. And I figured that I am bisexual. So during high school and stuff, whenever I'd noticed that a girl was pretty or um, someone else was like attractive, I thought it was just because I could like, I recognize when someone else is attractive. Turns out it's not. Turns out I'm bisexual. But either way, I'm like happy that I've got to this point. Um, and then it, oh, I had to come out to people. The first person I came out to was my best friend, who's asexual. And because I'm at university, she's back home. We uh, do like weekly FaceTimes. And our other friend, Tyler, he wasn't on the call that week because he was at university doing stuff as well. It was just me and Sophie. We were both doing work, whatever. Got pretty late. We were about to hang up. I was like, oh, Sophie, by the way, I'm bisexual. And then I hung up. <laughs> Wait, what? I, hung I was just, I don't, I because she was the first person that I told I was really nervous uh-huh. like I didn't really have a reason to be nervous because but it's no, like it's nerve-wracking yeah to just yeah be exactly. like hey <laughs> I know I just admitted it to myself and like realized and stuff and like accepted it and then I was admitting it to somebody else and she phoned me back immediately she was like you can't leave me on that. You need to tell me everything. <laughs> How did it happen? What happened? And then I basically told her the whole TikTok thing and everything then. And she was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so she was the first person I came out to. And I was like, I've had a pretty, a, a really positive experience with coming out. And I'm very grateful for that. And that I enjoy talking about it, especially to other people, because there are a lot of people who have a negative um, reaction and experience and I think the more people hear about positive experiences the more they are more likely to come out to their friends their family to their significant others to who they, whoever they like um, I absolutely it, absolutely agree because yeah it definitely I feel like we're almost in a time where it's way easier to come out like I feel like so many people are so much more accepting and it's amazing obviously Mm -hmm. that's not everybody but like so many more people are so accepting of people and their sexualities and their like identifications and all of that so that is incredible I also am (laughs) I can't get over TikTok because TikTok clocks you at every move Literally, you can think about something and it's on the on the for you page, and you're like, okay, mad. <laughs> Literally, and then you interact with one video, and it's like, oh, we see that you like this, and then suddenly, like, 
I have to be so careful. Yes. I have to be so careful sometimes when I like, like it's like something and I'm like, do I want to see 80 more videos about this? It totally gets you. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Um, but then my sister, um, she's, she's two years younger than me. Um, and she, she's never, ever identified as straight. Even as a child, when like you're in primary school and they talk to you about growing up and getting a husband or getting a wife or whatever, she's always been like, what if I don't want a husband? She's never, ever been like, oh, I'm going to get a husband. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And in the middle of her high school life, she she kind of came out. She doesn't know what she is. And she, she expresses that she identifies as queer because that's the term that sits best with her. Um, which is great. And she she hasn't, she's never come out because she's always been like that, which I admire so much because mm-hmm. she's she's never like questioned it. And it, anyway, I, I felt like I had to come out to her. So I came out to her also on FaceTime. But I, I was like, I've got something to tell you. She went, okay, but I want you to listen to this part of the song. And I just played to the beginning of NSYNC Bye 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 on repeat for about three minutes. And she was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. What, are you leaving me? Are you going somewhere? What's happening? I was like, and then I just had to say, it. I was like, no joke. I, I'm bisexual. She went, oh, okay, cool. So what are we having for dinner when you get back? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. That's okay, cool, fine. cool. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just, just completely glossed over it. But I went back to normal or whatever. Um, then was my my two best friends here um they're married and I absolutely adore them and my best friend Dave who I met through university and his wife Amy um and I went around to theirs before Christmas because we were just having a little get together before going in for Christmas whatever um when I came up to Dave just sat down on the sofa Amy was at work she was coming back later and I'd been building up to this for a couple of weeks I was like I've got something to tell you it's really cool and he was like okay great and he'd also been building up as well and he thought it was going to be something huge. Like I was moving house. I was pregnant. I was engaged. I was, he had all these things in his head. And when I said, I'm bisexual, he was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, no. is, is that it? I was like, yeah, that's it. And he went, but thanks for telling me. I was like, oh, okay, great. So <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't, um, it was still a positive experience and stuff, but it wasn't like a big thing. Um, and then we were, we were also drinking and we were, building a gingerbread house while we had on one of those um fake fire things with oh, yeah, like Christmas yeah. music playing over on YouTube. So we were getting a little bit tipsy, making a gingerbread house and like singing to Christmas carols. And his wife wasn't home yet. And I was like, oh my goodness, what if I came out to Amy with the gingerbread house? And he was like, <gasps> yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh my so I wrote god. On the back of the gingerbread house, I'm bisexual. I, lo- I we love were, that. We were giggling on the sofa. And like she, she came back. She was like, "Oh, what are you giggling about? Oh, you made your gingerbread house lovely." And then Dave went, "Turn it around, turn it around." She turned it around and it said, "I'm bisexual." She went, "Oh, that's amazing!" And she gave me a big hug and everything. I was like, "That was so much better than Dave." I love that. Oh my god! I okay. I totally. That's the funniest thing because I build gingerbread (laughs) houses and get like fucked up with my friends every year too. And I that thought has never crossed my mind. And that is so funny. Like. It was great. <laughs> I love that. Although I also have a couple friends who've been doing kind of more food re- food related come outs. Like I have a friend who's like getting a cake and all of this. And I was like, I love that. Uh, I wish I wish that would have crossed my mind. Oh my goodness. It was it was fun. And then um, and then I went home and I, I told my mom. Mm. Um, I told her on Christmas Day. 
I got oh, her. Fun. Um, I don't, I don't know if you have them in Canada, but we have a company called Boomf, and they're like confetti cards. So you open it and you lift a flap, and the confetti comes out, and oh, under the flap okay. is a message, and under the flap it said, uh, "Surprise, I'm bisexual." And my mum opened the card. It was like the card was normal. It said something like, "Dear mum, happy Christmas, blah blah blah. Thank you for everything. Love you." Um, she lifted the flap. The confetti went everywhere. She had such a shock with the confetti that reading the message, she just went, oh, okay. <laughs> and she was just couldn't get over the confetti and the whole big bang of everything. And she was just like, oh, that's nice. Thanks for telling me. So, oh, thanks, love. <laughs> Thank great. you so much. Cool. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, and then I told one more person, um, my other best friend, Ria, who... She, she was at university and she's recently got a job in London. So she's been living there. And we're both from the same town. So we both came back at Christmas, which was nice. And um, because of the pandemic, we weren't able to meet up. But I like popped around and I'd made her a pop-up card, which when she opened it, it had like the buy flag. Um, <gasps> That's singing. so cool. Um, she opened it and she was like, oh, thanks for telling me, Jamie. That's so nice. And then it was just all these questions like, when did you find out? How did you know? Do you have a girlfriend? All this, da, 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 da. So I need to know everything. Tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> so it was like, it was just, we were stood like five meters apart on her front garden, um, just chatting about it. And it was great. It was lovely. Um, and then everyone I've met since then, like if anyone's asked about it, I recently had some new flatmates move in, in February. Um, and it just came up one night, just like as we were drunk or whatever. Just like, oh yeah, I'm bisexual. They were like, oh yeah, that's cool. That's and awesome. Must been it. But everything's just been really positive, really nice. And I, I feel very, very lucky and like honored that I've had that experience and nothing, I, nothing negative. Absolutely. I love that because like we kind of talked about in the beginning, it's really nice to have refreshing stories about mm. positive experiences because, you know, there are traumatic stories, but it's really good to hear that there is like not traumatic stories also and that you're surrounded with a bunch of people who love you and accept you and... You know, we're like, yay, this is great. And also, too, that they don't treat it as like a like a anomaly almost now that they're just like, OK, yeah, cool. Like, you're still the same person, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Like I um, I posted something on my Snapchat story the other day about Pride Month and it being like my first Pride Month as part of the community. And one of my friends from high school who I like hadn't told yet because I hadn't come out on like social media, just like my close friends or whatever he responded to it saying like, is there something I need to know? <laughs> and I was like, mm, kind of, kind of not. I haven't really told like that many people, but I'm bisexual. And he was like, oh, that's so cool. To be honest, in high school, I, I think you were. Oh. Oh, oh was I? It's like, <laughs> okay. I done with that information. <laughs> Why <laughs> didn't you tell me that? Everyone else knew apparently. It was just me that had to know. <laughs> I love that, though, because that just means, like, the timing was the right timing for you to figure it all out. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, well, I am so happy that you came on the podcast to share this with us today. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm I'm very, I'm very excited to do this episode. And But before we go, I would love for you to share where the people can find you and support you with anything that you're doing on social media. Okay. Um, so, I, because I'm a, I'm a trainee teacher, um, we all have teacher twitters because that's um quite a good social networking um site at the moment especially for teachers so if you want to follow my teaching journey um my teacher twitter handle is miss t underscore usw um and my instagram is jamie olivia underscore 27 
Amazing. I will also put that in the show notes for anybody listening. So you can go check out Jamie, support her Twitter and support her Instagram. You know, we love education first and foremost. So I'm very excited for you. Thank you so much. Okay, you guys, next up, we have Sarah on the podcast. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the people. Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah and my pronouns are she, her. Incredible. And so I would love for you also to share um, what you identify as for the, the podcast as well. Yeah. So currently I identify under the blanket term queer. Um, I started out as bi, went to lesbian, and now I just identify as queer. So yeah. Okay. I love that. I'm very excited to have this conversation because, you know, queer isn't a term that I necessarily am super familiar with. And it also sounds like you kind of have went through a couple quote unquote coming outs in different umbrellas of the LGBTQ community. So I'm really excited for you to share all of your stories today. Yeah, I'm super excited to tell them. So (laughs) amazing. I would love to get into the first one. So you said that you were originally you identified as bisexual. Yes. Okay, cool. I would love to hear more about that and kind of how you got to that point and then, you know, how we got to all of the other points as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been dating my girlfriend for about three years now. So um, I originally started kind of understanding why I was the way I was uh, at the beginning of high school. And, um, you know, I was really obsessed with One Direction. And I feel like that's a lot of people's, uh, you know, the reason why they're staying in one area. But I, I loved Harry Styles so much. And I was like, you know, this this much this must mean that because i like this this man i am by even though i have i never want to date a man but mm-hmm. you know like it it's fine i'll just keep it out there um and i found uh that coming out as bi to many of my friends was a lot easier to explain um it was simple it was uh something that a lot of them understand understood and my girlfriend's by so you know uh it was it was quite easy to um start it there um coming out to my parents was a different story because uh, they really <laughs> did not understand what by met you know how that would impact my life uh and i was raised in a pretty christian family so um, you know, it was, it was not the most smooth of coming out in that way. And I decided to come out the night before, uh, my sociology midterm, my first semester of university, which was <laughs> the dumbest, uh, choice of my life. Uh, you know, when I came out to my dad, he was kind of, um, he was supportive, um, as supportive as a Christian parent that is scared for their child's future could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom automatically thought that because I, I was identifying as bi, that means that, um, you know, my friends and I would go have orgies or <laughs> do stuff like that. And it's like, that is like, <laughs> why? I just, I just don't understand why that was the first move. I um, love how that is but, literally always such a go-to when like parents don't understand. And it's just like, if you flip the script, it's like, do you just have orgies with all the straight men that you see in your no. life? Like, <laughs> it's just such a exactly. funny, like, conclusion. Yeah, it just, you know, um, and when I, when I came out to her, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty close and to, like, preface it all, we're close now again. Um, so there has been some growth, but... 
right away, she was like, you know, our relationship's never going to be the same because, you know, you're going to be kind of an outcast to all of our friends because you're dating a girl and blah, 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 blah. Um, and going from there, uh, you know, she was like, maybe you should go to therapy. And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay, if I can choose a therapist, sure. Um, you know, uh, so that was a pretty hard time of my life. And, you know, I made the choice, the dumb mistake of doing it the night before a midterm and during midterm season, which really just made it five times worse. Um, but you know, uh, my family has, uh, it's been three years. So my family has became way more accepting and, you know, love my girlfriend and it's totally fine now. Um, but as I began dating my girlfriend, I kind of uh, started realizing that I can like men, like appreciate the male gender and species, but not be interested in them <laughs> at all. Um, and I, I like, I'm still allowed, like I'm still obsessed with Harry Styles, you know, that has not changed. It's been 10 years, but it, it really still has not changed. Um, but that doesn't, that does not mean that if in the off chance Harry Styles asked me to date him, I would say yes, because I'm not interested in that. Um, so when I started, uh, you know, starting to go into that part of my sexuality and understanding that, um, I started going, okay, well, um, you know, because I, I feel like I have to label myself. Um, I'll just say I'm lesbian. I never really re came out to my family. Like they can kind of figure it out if I never date a man ever. Um, <laughs> what's happening there? They can um, kind of understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But to my friends, um, a lot of them, they were just kind of like, okay. Like, I feel like that's one thing about like millennials and Gen Z, especially is like coming out to people is not that hard. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in my experiences anyways, but, um, you know, kind of identifying with that lesbian, uh, label for about two years. Um, it was fine. Like I just always felt that I wasn't connected to it for some reason. Um, and I never really figured out that I could just have a blanket term until about a few months ago um, when I was just talking to some of my other uh, friends that are in the community. Um, and I just realized, you know, like I've always felt like I owe it to other people to have a label on it or have an explanation about my sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't need, you don't need one. Uh, and for a lot of people um, that blanket term queer uh, I know for myself, like it feels liberating because that was such a word. That was a word that, um, was used as a slur and derogatory for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, and just being able to like out, out front be like, yeah, I'm queer, uh, is taking back that word. And to me, I think that's pretty powerful. I absolutely agree on that point. Um, I think I've shared it on the podcast before, but I can't remember. I wrote a final paper in my intellectual property law class and you might be like, Carly, how is this, how is this connecting? But, um, the podcast is obviously called Hey Bitches. And I wrote a paper about trademarking like swears and stuff like that. And one of them was about a coalition in California who did kind of the similar thing with the word queer, but with the word dyke. And they were like, we want to reclaim it and we want to have this like energy behind it that was previously used against us. But now we want to like almost celebrate it. And I, cause we identify like it and it was really cool. And 
I've been seeing it, I feel like, a lot more in the LGBTQ community lately, like, with reclamation of slurs, which I think is, like, a really interesting, you know, time to, like, see it happen and see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah. love I love that you have like a a term that you identify with that is also you know what I thought was really interesting was how you said that you almost owed it to other people to have a label versus like really feeling secure in like you know labeling yourself and being like this is what I am. Yeah, for sure. And I mean like I'm going to school for communication, so language and rhetoric is basically my whole life. And I really found that Um, learning throughout that those words may mean something different to other people, but what matters is how you interpret them. And, uh, you know, if I um, have to come out to any more family members, I'm not going to be ashamed of using that word. Uh, There's a lot of power that comes with being confident in yourself, obviously. And I know you know that, but um, it's, it's just so special to be able to be in a time where we're able to speak openly about this, you know, like even 20 years ago, this would have been a very taboo subject to talk about. Um, And I, I just love uh, being able to be out and proud like that. I love that. And I love that for everybody who has been on the podcast, who has been sharing, who is, you know, hanging out, sharing their stories. Um, I would love for you to also kind of tell the audience what, queer means to you I know you earlier mentioned it was just like a term that you feel um more comfortable using but I would love to kind of know what you see it as because you did go through the journey of being bisexual and then identifying as a lesbian so I would love to know yeah yeah no um and I feel like I still am personally figuring out my sexuality. Um, I'm only 21. So, you know, I have a lot, (laughs) a lot more time to figure it all out. Um, And I like I want to mention again, like I feel like there's a lot of times with especially uh, young gay youth, there's a lot of pressure on putting a label on it right away. And um, although I... I'm pretty sure I know my preferences. Uh, I just find that queer is a good blanket term. Uh, like, I don't know, maybe I'm pansexual. Um, I, there's still a lot of time for myself to figure it out. And I feel like it's so fluid that, um, you know, uh, I just define queer as a part of the community. And that's, that's my personal definition. I know there's a lot of people that have uh, other definitions, um, but that's, that's kind of how I describe it to people that would maybe not know why I identify as that. I love that. I think this was such like an interesting perspective because I feel like a lot of the time when we're telling coming out stories, it's, I went from being like a, like a societal, Hey, I'm straight into a, you know, hey, I'm gay or hey, I'm a lesbian. And I love that your journey is like, you know, multi-layered and you're still figuring it out, which I think is great. And I think is also great that there is so much more room and like terms. And I've been learning so much of different ways people can identify because, you know, it's it's clear to me that we're all going on these journeys <laughs> with our sexuality. Yeah. And I love that there are things that we can all kind of identify with. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I'm so thankful <laughs> that we're growing up in the age that we are. Um, and I just have so much respect for people that were doing this when, you know, being gay was not okay in a lot of aspects. So, yeah. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much for sharing with us. I think this was like such a cool and fun uh, topic and perspective, like I said. Before we go, I would love for you to share with the people where they can find you on social media or something that they can support you in because I would love for, you know, me to open my audience up to you. And then I will also leave all of your information in the show notes of this episode. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, my, I work currently run Girl Up Alberta, which is a nonprofit, uh, for focusing on, uh, gender equality, but also getting, uh, younger uh, people politically active. So you can kind of find me on there most of the time. And that's kind of where I go by. Um, and Girl Up Alberta really focuses, uh, we have a huge Pride Month event going on right now. Uh, we're doing a book club with um, a queer led book. And then we have um, a virtual happy hour with Janice Irwin coming up. So uh, make sure to follow us on there. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on here today. I really appreciate it. And I am very excited for everybody to hear more about this. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. We are back at it again. Me and Andrew back on the podcast. Are you happy to be here? I am happy to be here. I do <laughs> recall I left you a note in our Google Calendar. Oh, I haven't even read the note. Let me pull it up. You should pull it up. Is this like a, a message in a bottle type of situation? Basically, I was like hoping this is how you were going to like start the conversation. <laughs> I'm taking fans at this time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change her IG to not to private. public? Yeah, at you one said, point. Don't worry. I'll plug you at the end. Don't worry. When does this episode drop? Tomorrow. Shit. <laughs> so, I'm taking fans at this time. I'm almost happy I didn't read that until right now. I'm it glad was, you did it. It was more of a pure moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyway, so for those of you wondering, Andrew is accepting fans at this time if you would like to follow him. I will open my page briefly tomorrow. Only for a moment. For a moment. I love that for you. But anyway, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Hope you're having a great time. Excited to have you back on the podcast. Very excited Um, to be here. I'm very excited for you to share today. As you know, we've been sitting down. Um, I've shared my coming out story. A lot of other people have shared theirs. And I'm excited to have you on today to share yours because I don't think I've actually ever heard it like top to bottom. I think I've heard you like mention like little things here and there, but I don't think I've heard the whole thing. Well, I didn't tell you specifically for this reason. Okay, cool. Let's throw her back. Um, I, you did ask me at one point, you said, I want to hear it, but I think I want to hear it on my podcast. And I was like, okay, I'll make sure I don't mention it until this. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't wait. See, I love doing that though, because it's more authentic, I find. Like, Agreed. if I've already heard it, I'm just like, mm-hmm. Versus, like, you telling me things for the first time. Like, when Michael comes in the podcast, we don't even debate the topic. Like, we will struggle to not do it. And then we'll do it in person. Because it's always better. Always better. Well, all right. Ali, will just dive on in. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so... Um, my coming out story is a bit unorthodox. Um... I didn't really get the choice to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, the choice is more just circumstantial. 
Um, essentially how it all kind of happened is that like, I, okay. So like, I've always known I was gay ever since I was like in kindergarten. I've known I was gay. Really? Yeah. Like from the beginning, I was <laughs> loving boys. Like I'd have little crushes on guys and like kindergarten grade one. Oh like, my God. I, had, like, I didn't even know that. Well, the thing is, is like my family is like very religious. Mm-hmm. Um, Coptic Orthodox. Google it. I'm not going to talk. Coptic Orthodox. Yeah. I'm actually going to have to Google it because I have no idea what that means. They're pretty traditional. Okay. Um, let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> and so having, On a scale of one to ten. Uh, I would say like a hard nine and a okay. half. Cool. Perspective. Yeah. Um, they're, yeah. So like Middle Eastern parents, Middle Eastern people out there would understand. Um, regardless of like, I think what kind of religion, like I think mid- all Middle Eastern parents are like, pretty strict and like Mm -hmm. they're pretty conservative especially their views are like also pretty conservative my parents are very conservative so i think the idea of having a gay guy in their family was a crazy thought that they'd never even think of which is wild to me because i used to watch like sailor moon after (laughs) i'd like run home from kindergarten to catch like the beginning of it Uh uh-huh so i don't know i thought there were some signs anyways um, yeah, so I kind of just, like, did my whole life from, like, kindergarten all the way up till grade 10, just, like, in the closet, not really, like, I was, like, pretty flamboyant. People would ask me. I would say no because, like, <laughs> it was, like, whatever. And then, um, yeah, I guess, like, grade 10 happened and my parents moved the computer to my room because they got a new computer and I was, like, it's just Ooh. me and the internet. Oh, no. So your boy was on the internet a lot, um, actually, it seems. And the summer of grade 10, I was on it every day, probably. Oh, as you would be. A teen boy (laughs) masturbates a lot. Point blank, period. You're not wrong. Point blank, gay, period. straight, whatever. Listen, I was into like some weird things. I would read gay erotica because I was like such a book nerd. Oh my God. That actually does not surprise me because the last time I think you were here outside of our cohort night was literally to come get books. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I would like read a lot of that, but then like the reading of it, there was always like these ads on the side that were like, check out like all this porn. And I was like, oh, like I could, but I'm also like, oh, not sure if I'm like ready. And then until like I was ready and then I was like super heavy into it. Like spend like nights, like from like hours in the evening, just like surfing, <laughs> like different kinds of porn. And then it came to a point where I was like, well, like I kind of want to meet somebody and like kind of do some stuff. So like I had, I don't even remember what it was called. It wasn't, it wasn't manhunt. It was like something else. It was something very weird. What is manhunt? It's like, it was like the, um, it's like grinder, but like on your computer. Oh, it's like MSN throwback. Um, but yeah, but it's like a dating site essentially. Interesting. Yeah, or was I don't even know if it still exists. Anyways, is this in the? This was the same summer of grade ten. This was 10? the same summer. I it escalated quickly. What can I say? <laughs> Am I surprised? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Me either. Looking back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it kind of all came to a head this one night that I stayed up and like I guess maybe like. My computer was a bit, bit too loud or <gasps> something. Like, I thought my dad was asleep. Anyways, so, like, I'm kind of there, like, getting in the zone. And then all of a sudden, my dad's, like, knocking on the door. I'm like, oh, shit, 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 shit. So I, like, kind of, like, close everything. But it's just, just like, 
kind of like closed the monitor and like didn't actually close anything. And then my dad comes in. He's like, what are you doing up so late? And I was like, nothing. And then he was like, well, like, why is your computer still on? And I was like, oh, just like whatever. And he like goes over and then he checks it and he looks at it and he was like, oh, Oh. oh, and I like started crying because I'm just like so embarrassed. And I was like, I'm sorry. Then I started saying, I'm sorry. And then I was like, well, I'm like not really sorry because like I'm gay. I guess I'm like gay. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, like I'm pretty sure I am. And he was just like, no, you're not. Like tomorrow you'll like go to church and you'll like repent. And then like this will all be over. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so like that was um, kind of a thing. Um my parents are basically just like every time you do some fuck shit, we will just like throw you to the priest and he'll just like <laughs> listen to, to you. Yeah. He'll just like listen to your like quote unquote problems and then like bless you and be like, you're absolved, like never do it again. And then I was like, I guess. And then like I did that. And then it was just like a lot of like, just like me just like second guessing myself for a long time uh-huh. after. And then like, I didn't really have any gay friends, but then I do realize that that kind of like, like when summer ended that summer and I, I went into actual gray Ted and like, I just like came out almost like immediately. Cause like I'd in be, high school. Yeah. Like, right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was just like, I don't want to hide anymore. And like, I can't hide anymore at home really. Like our home is weird right now, but like, I don't really have a place. And like, I guess I'm just gonna like, you know what? Like, I'm like, really? I'm gay as fuck. So like, I basically just like started telling, like I I have to backtrack a little bit. Okay. So while I was like, <laughs> while all this is happening, I also had a crush on a boy, a very particular boy. I feel like we'll probably, maybe I can say his name, right? I don't know. If you want to, you can, or you could give him a fake name. It doesn't matter. Mm, I guess it doesn't matter because he's a white boy. He has like a white boy name, like Curtis. So he could be any Curtis white could boy. be any white boy, right? <laughs> Clearly, like, yes. Yeah. You don't even know if it's with a K or a C. Anyways. Um, so <laughs> this guy, Q, Curtis, I was like in love with in high school. Like I was like kind of head over heels. Like he was super, super cute. Like not really my type now, but back then he was like tall and like blonde and blue eyes. Blue eyes kind of similar type, but like blonde, it's like not for me. Interesting. Very. Yeah. Your type is really not blonde. Like no. any guy that you've ever shown me. He either has brunette or no hair. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Bald or brunette. Yeah. (laughs) There is no in between. Sometimes there's a rogue ginger, but like there rarely is a blonde. Yeah, this is very true. So like way out of my way. Like way out. Yeah. So like clearly I did not know what I wanted then, but I thought I wanted him. Anyways, there was this whole instance before summer started where he like totally had a boner on the bus with me and he like showed me his boner through his pants and I was like, I don't know if this is a come on or what, but I'm super into it. It's like dudes being guys shit. But like I didn't know what guys being guys did because like I wasn't like a guy's guy. Like yeah. I was just like one of those like guys that was like friends with everybody and like funny, but like I never really committed to like a particular group of people. You were just like a floater. Yeah. But because in a good way, I guess. Like very harmless, always fun to have, like whatever. Mm-hmm. My teachers were like a pleasure to have in class. And then my teachers that knew I had ADHD were like talks a lot in class. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. Thanks <laughs> both, a lot. Both can be true at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
at school kind of popped off because like I was like super confused and then I kind of like asked him at one point and then he was like no like, I'm not gay and I was like well it seems like you kind of could be anyways <laughs> I guess like I am is what I mean to say and after I told him I was like oh I guess I could just like tell people now so I started telling people and then like I do remember at one point this like one of my like really really good friends who's like actually one of my friends till now even um she doesn't live here anymore but um, she, I just remember her like running down the hallway at me, just being like, I asked you so many times and you just <laughs> said no. And I was just like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> but I guess like, listen, a man breaking your heart can make a whole lot of a difference. Make True. you ready for a lot of things that you didn't know. But honestly, ever after that, it was just kind of like, not going to lie. I don't know if this is supposed to be like, this isn't like very inspirational, but like after that, it was like a very bad ugly battle with like my parents for like seven years after Mm -hmm. that like all of high school was extremely difficult like trying to figure out like my identity while also like just trying to live my life as a teenager but like also like not having that many like that like support that people do have now Uh uh-huh so like I think that was like really really hard on me personally um coming out but like yeah like fighting with your parents for a very long time is a very sucky, shitty thing. I do not wish on anybody, but it happens. And a lot of people actually do know what I'm talking about. Um, And it sucks. And like, sometimes you have to carry that burden alone, but it's been now I'm 30 and it happened when I was 15, 16 and like 15 years yeah and it's been like 15 years and like, listen, whoever is listening to this and they feel like me, Definitely try and move away from your house, move away from your city at one point. Doesn't mean you have to stay away forever, but like get the fuck out of there because those people do not understand you and they do not understand your talents or your gifts and they will not be able to recognize them when they are on display and they will hold you back from a lot of really cool things that like you didn't even know were possible. And then you will find yourself being held back by yourself because of all their doubts. Okay, insightful. This is like one of the most insightful times I have ever heard you speak well, about. Listen, when you have a rocky coming out, sorry, you learn a lot. And like you also learn a lot about the people around you. It was the first time I realized that my parents were not perfect. And it was the first time I started looking at them with a microscope and being like, but wait, like you guys are hypocrites. And like the Bible. And then I started being like, oh, fuck the Bible. Like mm, Jesus, mm-hmm. like really, really? And then like there was a whole thing. So like, that stuff is like it's taxing on somebody that's young and like I hope like maybe not a lot of teenagers now I mean not as much as before have to go through it but like it's not super inspirational by any means but like you will get out of it eventually and like you just have to be like strong enough to hold on because if you don't hold on like you miss tons of good things like I moved away to London and I interned with the fashion PR company that gave me the skills that I have today to be a social media manager and also like do content creation and it also brought me to you actually Mm -hmm. so like you don't know the ways that your life is going to take so just because you haven't come out yet or you're scared about the reaction doesn't mean that it's not going to be the best thing for you because as much as all those people were so mad at me for coming out and as much as like I had to deal with all of that, like I never felt more right living like my own truth and being like, well, like I am who I am. So if you're going to be mad, like at least you're mad about the right things because like I'm not going to (laughs) change. I love that. I love that, especially too, because 
you know, not everybody's coming out story is I came out and everybody was really supportive, you know? Yeah. So I love that, you know, you had a not so rainbows and butterflies type of coming out, but you still stood in who you were and it's the best thing that could have happened to you. It's like the best thing you can ever do for yourself. I found after that was like, like it's the craziest thing. Cause I can say more or less, I'd say 98% of the time ever since then, ever since then, I stopped lying. I just stopped lying in general to people about anything. It's gotten me into some trouble. I'll tell people how I feel now. No, I do, and I will, but it's only because, like, I lived my whole life up until I was, like, 15, 16, just, like, lying to people about who I am and what I wanted and who I was and what I dreamt, and, like, I kept doing it up until, like, well, who knows? Like, until I figured it out, I guess. Uh But, like, you... You got to stop lying. (laughs) And just like, no, like when you do that, like you will be able to stand on your own and you will just like look at yourself in the mirror and be like, listen, like, yeah, I did a lot of like a lot of people are mad. A lot of things like have happened and like it feels like everything might be displaced, but like, you know, who you are at that moment. Like I've never felt happier when I came out. I can say that. Like, I think I've heard that from every single person that's ever said that is like, they felt like a weight was lifted off their shoulders. They felt like they could finally breathe. And like, it was like the first time I felt like I could like finally fucking breathe. And like, yeah, like you attract the best people when you're yourself. Like you really do. I love that so much. I'm so happy that you were able to come on and share. (laughs) Um, Before we go, I would love for you to share your socials, where the people can find you, where you can accept fans. Oh my God, Kay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, tell the people. My Instagram is at Andrew, and that sounds easy, but there's four A's and two W's. Enjoy. Okay, perfect. I will also put it in the show notes if you guys want to check out Andrew. Like I said, he's also been on a different episode, so if you want to listen to that too, I will also link it in the show notes. And uh, I think you're also going to be coming back on to an episode later in the month as well. So you can expect to hear from Andrew again. Happy to be here. Happy to stay. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys in the DMs about today's episode. Also, make sure to check out the show notes for everything that was mentioned in today's episode. There are so many incredible guests, and I would love for you guys to check them out and support them however you can. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple Podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out, and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch.